Hello, and welcome to episode 32 of the Carrier's Edge podcast. I'm Jane Jazrawi. I'm a co-founder of Carrier's Edge, and with me as always is... Mark Morell, other co-founder of Carrier's Edge. We are together all the time. People are going to start to wonder if we're like somehow Siamese twins or we're the same. I don't know. If there are like other people, like do we ever separate? Are we ever not with each other? We're symbiotes. Yeah, that. We're and, always attached. Yeah, and it is kind of weird. We are kind of attached at the hip a lot. Mm-hmm. Now and I'm trying to think if there's any upcoming events where one of us is going individually. And I don't think there so. There happens to not be. I don't think so. I usually drag you along with me. Yeah, or or vice versa. Yeah, <laughs> you're starting to drag me. Up. Two events along. coming up that normally one of us would do alone, but we're both taking the other for various reasons. Oh, the Mississippi uh, Association. Yeah. Uh, event and. Let's see if you remember the other one, because it's not your thing. It's your thing. Well, I don't want to know about your things. Is it no, the? It is your thing. It's, it's the, the Winnipeg um, event. Oh, the Winnipeg event. That's right. I keep forgetting about it because I don't think it's in my, oh, it is in my calendar. But um, we have to, you know what? I'm having every morning, I'm sort of having little periods of panic because I'm not ready (laughs) for this stuff. It's a month away. I know. So we have to start getting, we have to start talking about it. Yeah. In May. Okay. Well, that's like next week. Yeah. So, but we have some other stuff going on. Yeah. Anyway, we are, I am getting dragged and he is getting, you are getting dragged. We are both getting dragged to different events and we are going to start actually sending other people to events because we can't go to, we can't constantly be dragging each other to the events. We can't get to all of them. We can do them by ourselves. I don't know. Well, sometimes they're just scheduling issues. Yeah, that's true. There's just too many events and too little time. Everybody has their events at the same time, spring Mm -hmm. and fall. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? Events, apparently. Um, <laughs> I never know. Even when I have an idea of what I think we can talk about, I may have like two or three broad strokes areas, but I never know where it's going to go. And you may completely derail all of those anyway. Well, yeah, well, that whole thing about how I don't know what you're thinking and you don't want to tell me, that kind of wrecks it. So... Yes, but here are the is, thing. What we were talking about before we started recording was battle scenes in uh, superhero movies. Which yes, it was a thrilling discussion. It was a thrilling that discussion. Jane was having. I was. You were participating. I was working hard to get this thing ready to go. Okay, that's just that's garbage. The story and you, that I'm going to put out there. You were into it. Go. I. We were talking about how fight scenes are now becoming almost boring. Well, I find them boring. Hmm. Because they're overdone. There's too much of it. I find them confusing because they're all shot from too close. So more so we'll more see. plot, less. On the eve of the next the Avengers, Avengers movie. Which, which we're going to go see, obviously. Well, yeah, the, the endless onslaught of marketing has directed us to go to the movie theaters and see it immediately. And what I find really sad is that after this, so the Avengers... Stuff will be done for like another three or four years until someone says that we have to resurrect it. The next superhero movie we get is again Spider Man. Yeah. I'm like, how many, how many times can this story be told of Spider Man? 
This is the overwhelming superhero that no one can get enough of. He has been rebooted like 50 times. Well, this time he's going on vacation to Europe. Are you sure that's not Animal House or or Leia? Not vacation. Yeah, Spider Man's European vacation. Yeah, that's. Is he going to Europe? Is are you serious? I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's why it's far from home. He's on vacation in Europe or something. Oh, I thought he was far from home because he was still trapped in wherever he goes after you disintegrate from being uh, wiped out by that giant guy in the Avengers. Mm, No. See, this is a problem when you have all these fight scenes. And they're so long, you forget the plot. That was what I was telling you. There's is how very I plot in these movies. Yeah, but still, there are plots that you. It's it's good to follow, especially, and it's the same thing with the Game of Thrones. Like all of these people all show up and start talking to each other, and you're like, I know that four years ago they met, and that's all. <laughs> so. Yeah, I am. I'm frustrated by this. And now I'm going to have to like binge watch all of these things again. So I get the story in my head. Well, now we've got a summer project. <laughs> everybody will be thrilled because everybody, everybody is thrilled with my, uh, 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 what do you call it? The, my, uh, fanaticism about oh, fantasy. Yes. Okay. So we can talk about something more interesting to other people. Not well, hockey. <laughs> well, nobody in our geographic area is interested in talking about hockey today. No, because it's a very disappointing day. Well, I think this whole week has been disappointing because the Leafs lost. What a surprise. I know. A surprise to no one who watches the Leafs. They lost. But they did string it out for a long time. No, really. It's the first round of playoffs. No, I know. but They the, strung it out to the seventh game. Yeah. So at least there were seven games in the playoffs. At yeah. least they were in the playoffs for seven games. That's true. That's new and that's like amazing. <laughs> that's a milestone. Like everybody's so excited. Oh, they're in the playoffs with, you know, 50 other teams yeah. who all make the playoffs routinely. Mm-hmm. Just because we were, you know, yay, me too. Yeah, I, I was never, I really had no faith. I'm not a Leafs fan. I'm not a sports fan in general, so. All right. Yeah, everybody so can the, just turn this off now and be disgusted with me. So this is like the most work-related content ever. You Fantasy know? Fantasy TV shows and <laughs> movies and sports. our lack of interest in, in local sports team. <laughs> but that's all right. We I have wouldn't to have, even, you know what? Even if they won everything, I would be happy for everybody else in Toronto, but I would not, I would not jump on the bandwagon. Well, we have to have some distractions because outside oh. of that, it's been... Work. A... Uh, tumultuous and somewhat frustrating week or yes. couple of weeks. Uh, the biggest thing that is causing me grief and making many people want to kill me is a, we moved to a new e- email system. Dun, dun, dun. Which for most people isn't that big of a deal. But uh, we moved providers and the new provider we're using Microsoft directly and it's much nicer in terms of the tools and the things that they have um, available for you to use and what you can do with it. Getting over the mountain and getting to that point, though, is not fun. And I realize now that my plan for migrating from the old one to the new was flawed. I thought it was going to work much more smoothly than it did for the simple reason, and I still scratch my head in wonderment about this, but Microsoft has simplified email setup on Windows or on PCs so much 
that you actually don't have control over many of the things that you used to have control over. And you can't get control of those things. You can't? I could not find any way to do it. You can't custom configure some of these things. So people are having a lot of issues where it wasn't really connecting or it was looking like it was connected, but it wasn't. And then it would seem like their mail was disappearing and stuff, all for the simple reason that it wasn't really giving them good information about whether or not they were actually connected and logged in. Now, for those of us that are on the, on Macs, um, the Outlook for Mac product is fantastically simple and easy to use and gives you tons of options for it. So I had both my old and new mailboxes up and you were doing the same thing with yours and we're just moving things back and forth and configuring the new one as we like. And then we basically click one button when we're finished and all of the old stuff is done and we just use the new. Sadly, it's not like that for all the Well, for the Macs, it was tough to get the calendars figured out because we rely a lot on calendars. Um, And so that was a headache, but not the same as what everybody on a PC is doing. But we were talking about this yesterday in terms of our roots, which were in like configuring email yeah Yeah. and group conferencing systems and connections and what we were sort of realizing is it hasn't really changed like the underlying structure hasn't really changed you're still using smtp and pop and like all of that stuff oh is it imap well there's still pops things Mm -hmm. like not set up a pop mailbox you can um but what's happened is that over the years and I think Apple's done it to a certain extent, but Microsoft definitely has. They've just covered everything up. Yeah. So you don't have to. They've obscured all those things. Yeah. It used to be that you had to know those different things in order to get anything working. But the flip side of that was that you could customize it and tailor it to your needs and you could do a lot of tweaking to handle specific situations. Changing ports and... Yeah, uh, now... They've simplified it so much that you just type in your email address and your password and then it goes and finds everything and sets itself up for you. But when you're trying to manage two different systems with the same address, it does not know what to do and it doesn't like that at all. No, it did not. So So we have had some... So I think our next staff call is going to have a good five or ten minutes just as an open forum for people to bitch me out (laughs) for all their frustrations. Well, I think you should open it with a, you know, an, a, an extended apology to everybody. I apologize on behalf of Microsoft's interface design team for the crappy experience that you've had. Well, it's weird. I mean, we used to, I mean, the last time we switched over to a new email system, we all got all the stupid numbers that you needed in the ports and the setup and like all of that stuff and configured it ourselves. And there was only like three of us. So it wasn't that hard. Yeah. We've been with this system for quite a while. Yeah. And so, but now with Microsoft. Now on the upside, I, as I said, there's way more options available. It's way more powerful system and I have to give them credit because the spam filtering is just so much better. And I'm just, um, I've got still my old mailbox there that I just monitor it just to see if there's anything that's finding its way in there. And what I find is the only thing that's ending up in my new mailbox is spam and junk mail, which is all garbage, which is coming from other mail customers at the same provider. So it is, 
a testament to the failure of this old mail system that all of the spammers are using it and sending mail within the network. Well, this is, um, for our customers, this is going to be really good because we're not going to get blacklisted anymore. Which we've mostly got around because we added we the authentication and security. Yeah, things. but we shouldn't have had to do that. That's crazy. No, it, it's, yeah, this is going to be better for customers for sure because yeah. those issues won't come up. And many of our customers, I discovered, are using the same Office 365 for their mail. So it'll be much quicker, more reliable, and, well, it'll just be a better experience. They won't have any of those issues, which we were largely getting on top of, but they should be eradicated now. Well, I wonder now how long it's going to take for you to send me email. We should see. I think it's faster because remember... Before, we used to joke around about how it took a couple of minutes for your email to come down, like come down one flight of stairs to my office. <laughs> it would take like yeah. two minutes because it was getting routed through, you know, Sri Lanka or something like that. Because uh, it did. It took a long time. Yeah. And I'm noticing that I'm getting faster responses from people because I think my mail is actually getting to them faster. Hmm. So it makes a huge difference, huge, huge, huge. So all of our technology woes as we, you know, continue to fix them bit by bit, it's yeah. just going to improve yeah. everything so much. I feel like I've spent the last couple of months mostly focused on doing, it, well, internal work, but I feel like I've been doing renovations on the interior of a house so that you, nobody driving by sees it. It's like our company is this huge ball of string that is all tangled up and we're slowly untangling it and putting it into a nice new ball of string. That's still a ball of string. I, I know. Like no, but the ball of string, like you have that mess on the floor that's all tangled up or a chain, like one of the, a gold chain that's all twisted and tangled up and we're, we're slowly getting all the How about a Lego set? Okay. We're building the Lego set. Well, what's the Lego set now? Well, it's a half built Lego set. It's not, well, okay, but there are some pieces that are not, that are missing. So we've just gone to the Lego store. It's a, it's a Lego gone. set assembled by a, a tween. Yeah, who doesn't care. And, uh, and you realize on step 20 that they missed a couple of parts on step six. <laughs> and you've come in to fix it. Yeah. Oh my God, Although, that is fair, kind of what it is. Yeah, I've hired Natasha to come in and fix it. Well, at least you've done something. Yes. At least at least the, uh, the person who throws around bricks without knowing what they're doing is, is now going to be... Uh... That's me, by the way. <laughs> so bit by bit, I'm being banned from doing anything on my own system. <laughs> Well, you're not, you're the visionary. You're not supposed to be the coder. Yeah, that's it. Nobody visionary. wants you to be a coder anymore. No. And I, I don't have, and I don't have the ability to focus on it anymore. I can't. I, I'm having trouble now as well because I just spend all my time talking to people. Yeah. I can't write anything. I'm going to need to take a day or a couple of days and say, okay, everybody, you have to leave me alone because I have to finish Weights and Dimensions. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody else is going to be able to figure it out. Well, it wouldn't make a lot of sense for people to pick it up partway through. Like you're two thirds of the way through the thing. It wouldn't make sense for somebody else to try and grab it. No, it wouldn't. So yeah, that's a good plan. Take a couple of days and just say, okay, I'm going to be unavailable um, because I'm going to be dealing with this and just finish the thing. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. But I got to get, so I've had another new person start and I'm getting her sorted out. Uh, so I have, I think I have, I'm like two thirds sorted out with people. Good. And then once they're good, then I can be, then I can go back. Okay. And I have another new, a new Punjabi translation I have to put into Endicott and into our course authoring system. And I'm just, I would like to pass it off, but Punjabi is a little intimidating. Hmm. So I don't really know who I, I don't, I don't want it be, to be the first course that someone does. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Here's, here's some Punjabi. Yeah. So I might get, I might get Give our, it to the boy. I will, I'm thinking about giving yeah. it to the boy. Our boy is back from university now. And he needs a summer job. Well, and he's really good at doing the little menial detail work that everybody else gets bored by doing and starts zoning out, but he can focus on that stuff and he catches all kinds of little things. So he's very precise on that. And he's cheap too. You know what? I Actually, that's a good idea. He doesn't want to do, well, he has to cut some audio because mm-hmm. that's his specialty. And then I might get him to do some, uh, just because the course is like, we've got it in two different languages. Yeah, two languages now. And he'll just have to copy it. Mm-hmm. My yeah. only concern is the character showing up properly and you know, make sure that he's got the right character set. The right fonts and things. Yeah, because if you don't have the right font, then it, it changes the letters, which mm-hmm. I found out it, early on when I did the first Punjabi course, I actually, because what happened was Photoshop was not supporting it and I was actually putting characters in Photoshop to do some of the images and it actually ended up being a different word or not making any sense because it changed the spelling. Hmm. So I have to be really careful of that. That I'm, And I've seen that actually happen recently while I was working on this accident scene course where if I paste it in the wrong way or into the wrong thing, the characters change. So that's always fun because hmm. it's hard. It's hard to proofread something you don't understand. I yeah. can proof it to a certain extent. Like I can look and see if the letters are the same, but I can't, uh, I mean, you can't even put it into Google. Well, you can put it into Google Translate, but it's not, it's it's not does, that it doesn't help. Yeah. It's not that reliable. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyway. It's a much tougher QA process. It is. It is. Well, that whole, I don't recognize the characters is, is a big hurdle to get over. Mm-hmm. So I can see where people, you know, going the opposite way mm-hmm. it must be rough to deal with english when you've been dealing with a different character set like arabic or cyrillic or anything mm-hmm. like that yeah oh for sure but so we have so while i'm talking about courses let me just give you a little summary we've got defensive driving is progressing um we are looking at we're we're basically working on animation proper animation so we're sending that out to a couple of people to just make sure that our animation is, you know, looking good. Uh, we also have uh, the content that I'm hoping um, June or July. So that's we're being worked on. We're eventually going to get all of the defensive driving stuff done. So we are also doing all. This is rebuilt yes. new defensive driving course. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, then, and I'm also going to. We're also going to revamp the smaller vehicles, so cars and light trucks and vans, that kind of thing. 
we're going to revamp that and we are going to uh, we're going to be doing some research and work into that separately. So um, when we developed it before, it wasn't we didn't do we weren't we didn't do as much work on on doing something specifically for those smaller vehicles. But this time we are we are really trying to make sure that we get the important stuff. And a lot of the audience back then was limo people. Well, we developed a different audience. Yeah, we originally developed the course for it was almost a custom course that we were basically told we could put in our library, and it was done for a uh, casino that had a bunch of smaller vehicles and limos and that kind of thing. So that's where we got the content from, and then sort of built on that. And as we have had more customers who have light duty vehicles. We can't use it anymore. Well, I mean, we can use it, but it's not its not up to our standards. So what mm-hmm. we're doing is we're basically bringing it up. Yeah, to, it's still accurate, but it's just not up to a level that we're happy yeah, with. Yeah, so we want to make it a nicer course, a nicer opportunity. And also, we want to refresh our courses every, yeah, every few years. And this one hasn't really had that. As a matter of fact, talking about refreshes, I'm going to get uh, one of our one of my new IDs to work on some updates to transportation of dangerous goods, hmm. which again is not incorrect or anything like that, but that is our oldest course. Mm-hmm. And we could definitely um, add some things, uh, you know, refresh the images. Those images are like, those are the original images. So yeah. they've really stood up uh, with that course. And, um, that's a, oh, cargo securement. So we're doing all of the additional requirement courses. So we've special done the yeah, special classes. Yeah. So paper rolls, concrete pipe, uh, paper rolls is nearly done. Metal coils is, has been out for a while. Uh, concrete pipe is going to come. So I think we're also going to do the, uh, the, the, uh, I can't remember what the other ones are, but there's like three other ones that I think we're going to be doing. There's a bunch of them. Isn't there eight or ten in total? Well, I'm not sure if we're going to do logs or, or lumber. Autos. Yeah, those ones that not very many people use. We're yeah, not going to do equipment. those right now. Heavy equipment. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Concrete pipes. Heavy equipment, concrete pipe, metal paper coils. roll. Metal coils is already done. I think that might be it. Is that we mm. do concrete pipe and uh, heavy equipment. And then wait and see what other ones people want. We do have want. some people that are some log haulers. So do they we? They may want some of the lumber ones. Or the log. I should ask Nina and see yeah. if she has. Because, you know, we've got, we can do them. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's whether or not people want them, like what we should be focusing on. So those cargo securement modules, defensive driving, plus TDG, plus there's going to be a bunch of translation coming out. We have forklift is coming out in Spanish. We have... Yeah, it's weird because we... Distracted feel like, driving in Spanish. We feel like we haven't done that much in terms of new stuff, and there's been kind of a... A lull. Yeah, an internal logjam on these things, but we've got a whole bunch that are just going to be uh, dumping out very quickly. That's the sound of a whole bunch of new courses going live. Yeah, and customers probably is not. It's probably not sounding that like that. I'm not good at sound effects. There you go. There An explosion go. of new courses. Rather than the sound of... Coming in late spring. Someone going B. 
<laughs> Which is what that first one was sounded like. <laughs> the new titles will just be whizzing by. This is how our company runs. Jane says stuff and then realizes what she said afterwards. I realized it right after. <laughs> yeah, I will yeah, stop. I'm, I'm not going to make any more puns on I'm that. I'm a mature woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm back. So lots of courses. Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on and weights and dimensions too is, you know, when I can finally get two days. Um, but I have, I have found a whole bunch of, uh, like I, not a whole bunch, but I found another translator who seems to be really solid um, and a couple of voiceover people who can really crank it out. So they were very uh, instrumental in me getting the um, Spotted Lanternfly course out for drivers done in record time. The French version. Uh, yes. French and English. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was done. English was done in... Yeah, you did that in three days. Two or three days, yeah. And that's include, uh, including audio. So our voiceover guy, Craig, who is a star, basically dropped everything and did it for me. And then when I... I uh, I basically found another voiceover person and he did it. He turned it around and like, that's usually our biggest, biggest holdup is voiceover. Particularly on the translations. And that's one of the things that was a realization after doing our last, um, I guess it was a Spanish mm-hmm. voiceover uh, session here in my studio. The realization that I really cannot be doing very many of these anymore. It takes too much time and I'm mostly just sitting there listening to make sure that it's okay. And it's not something that I can get somebody else really to do in the studio. You need somebody who's paying attention, who knows the content and all of that, but you don't do a lot of it. So you're kind of sitting there out of commission for three hours for a session. And then you've got to do a little bit of editing and, and um, mastering before somebody can take it and start chopping it up for the courses. So I just don't have that much time for that. And at the same time, to bring somebody into the studio, you've got to have enough for them to do. So we tend to bunch these things up and do a couple of scripts at a time. And that's just not working and then you in end our up, workflow anymore. Yeah, so you either have too much or too little, and it's uh, it's uh Yeah, if you ask getting them correctly, then you've got three quarters of a script done, and then you've got to bring the person back to finish it. And then, yeah, so... It's not really working as well as it used to, and we don't have the cycles to kind of sit around and and manage that that way anymore. So we had to start looking for some other options. And um, on the translation side, we also needed more capacity uh, because we needed some people that could be available when others aren't so that we're not um, sort of left hanging there. We can get it done a little bit more quickly. And on the voiceover side, these days it really doesn't make sense to use this old 80s style recording model where you have the talent come into a recording studio and do it and then you have an engineer who is there for the whole time and then does the mastering afterwards, which is what we were doing in my studio. And I don't have to use my studio. The talent will go anywhere, but it's still that model of them having to go into a studio and all they're going to do is read and then leave. 
And that's not really how the general voiceover industry works anymore, where most of the, well, I think most of the people that are keeping up with stuff, keeping up with the times, do all of the recording and editing on their own equipment at their own facility. So you contract them for a voiceover job, they take care of all of it, and they just send you finished files at the end. And that's way better for us. And um, what some of them do is they let you have some sort of Skype or other connection where if you want to watch them doing the voiceover and I guess direct Mm. them, then you can do that. That was something that I found in my, in my um, exploration of what I can do for voiceover. That's an alternative. That's what a lot of them were saying is that you can, you know, we can Skype or we can have some other connection and you can watch me doing this. And and I think that would work for more radio broadcasts and things like that. Or if it's a one-off. See, for us, we're a little bit different in that we're not looking for a one-off recording for an ad spot or voiceover for a TV show or something like that. We're looking for something that is going to be a long-term, consistent um, delivery schedule. Yeah. So we don't necessarily need to be there and direct that person. We want to have a conversation and get that person to understand where we're coming from and what our needs are so that they can do that on every script that we give them. And one of the things that I noticed that is different from what it was like a few years ago is that there are people who are specializing in e-learning. So if you go to one of these voices, um, like there's voices one, two, three, there's voices.com. Um, I wouldn't highly recommend voices.com, but it's, you do, they have a nice website, but they have a 20% uh, surcharge on all of the few. If you hire someone through there, then voices.com gets 20% of it. So which that's, is insane. which is very high. And I don't think it's very fair. And neither does most of the talent. Um, but there's other, there's uh, Vox talent, I think. But if you look up voices, you can get, there's so many that will just do it immediately. So if anybody is doing their own courses mm-hmm. and trying to create, you know, and wants to have some professional voiceover, it is not that difficult. It's like, if you have a shorter course, like the Spotted Lanternfly thing that I did was like 15 pages. So it was about 30 word pages, like in text. And it was 500 bucks yeah, to get it done. Yeah, and they turned it around a couple of days. Yeah, I mean, it's not, and they can, they know how to read and they know how to read in multiple languages and it's yeah. a nice quality sound. So if you're putting it into um, an online course, then, you know, people aren't listening to. <sighs> Which Jane hates. Oh, breathing? Oh, I do despise it. It gets to be very distracting when you're listening to somebody in a, even in a 15 minute course, it gets to be insanely distracting. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's, uh, that will let us really turn some stuff out. So we might actually run out of, I'm thinking that by the end of, or the middle of next year, we may be able to start working on some courses that are not driver related. And we may be able to do some more, um, supervisory or dispatcher or something like that. Well, we got, we're getting to have a bunch of requests for courses that are driver courses that other people will take or crossover titles, I guess, is the best way to describe it, that a driver and a warehouse person would use. 
So like you did bloodborne pathogens was one mm-hmm. good example of that. And the fire safety was another one that we did years ago. Um, we were getting to have more of those. Like confined like space. Confined space, yeah. lockout, lockout, tag, tag out. Lockout, tag out. Um, some of those kind of things that a lot of fleets want their drivers to have or need their drivers to have that training, but they've got other people that will benefit from it as well. So uh, yeah, we're getting to have... Uh, uh, a, a growing list of titles in those different areas. Yeah, which is nice. And we are going to be looking at doing a refresh of the the basic look of the courses as well. Oh, yeah. So we have the new logo that's going to be yeah. appearing and a new template. I think May is going to be the time for that. Really? I had originally scheduled it for April and then I thought, you know what, I want to put this on hold because we're in the middle of changing. Email. Well, not only that, but we changed our code management system. Oh, yeah, uh, We changed right. our, our deployment. Uh, we're hiring people. And uh, what else are we doing? We do, we're doing some other tweaks on back-end system stuff. So, like, I don't want to throw in a marketing overhaul and website overhaul on top of all of that for our developers. And, you know, it's something that you and I have to spend some time thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and get input from different people on how we want to do these things. Because it's not just, yeah, you've got a course template, an updated course template that looks fabulous and uses the uh, updated version of our logo and things like that. But even when you put that in there, somebody's still got to go through the courses and just run through and do a QA process to make sure that um, everything looks okay. Yeah, that it doesn't break anything. It shouldn't. It was designed to work in the current context, but you never know. So you have to check these things. Um, we get a lot of courses to go through. Well, even if they went through sort of the 20 or 30 most commonly used ones, um, that would cover a lot of ground, but it still needs to be done. And with all the other things that were happening, I just didn't want to throw one more thing on top yeah. of it. So uh, May, now that we've got a lot of these other things taken care of, now that we've moved our code management system, We've changed the way the deployment process works. We've got our email shifted over. We've done all of the system tuning things that we needed to do. Um, your people, your new people are, are getting up to speed. My new people are um, getting up to speed. So it, we're kind of at a point where we can say, all right, uh, let's, uh, let's have a look at this and go through and do the plan. So that will be in May. Yay. Yeah, if April wasn't busy enough. I know, I know, but it has been nice to not be traveling and not be going to things, and because there was a lot of travel, and I think every, I think until June. Oh no, wait, there's the Winnipeg trip. You remembered it this time. Yeah, I did. Well, we've still got another month until we're doing yeah. any travel. So yeah, yeah, it's nice to have a couple of months off after having a very busy March. Yeah. Um, but. You've still been doing some other activities as well. You were on the radio last week. I've done a couple of radio things and I did a webinar. Oh, that also makes me think I have another TCA webinar that I have to uh, start thinking about planning. Um, Last week you were on the uh, Tech Talk. I was on Tech Talk with Robert Braswell and Dave Nemo and uh, had a few callers. So that was kind of cool. We were talking about basically the technology that... um, that technology has sort of descended upon trucking and a lot of people are not, you know, you know how to, you know how to run your trucking company, but you don't know how to run a technology company. Mm. There's a difference. And, you know, deploying technology 
even when you're deploying it to trucks is is just like deploying it to a computer. So if you have, you know, for us in software, we know how or I know how to help people move to a new system and deal with a new system and deal with change. Like one of the things that I'm really good at is making people feel better about feeling stupid. You know, like, you know, when people are having difficulties with technology, they often get angry because they feel stupid. And I'm really good at sort of mitigating that. Um, But that's a skill that I've learned through doing technology stuff over and over and over again. And a lot of people who are in trucking have never had this experience. Yeah, they haven't had to go through that. But they have all this technology that they have to deploy. I mean, this is phone apps, different dispatching systems, the tech on the trucks, so the collision avoidance, the cameras, the ELDs. There's like so much stuff. Well, I wrote an article about this a little while ago, about the difference between software and hardware and the the different mindset that you need to have when you apply it. Because in a lot of hardware things, as soon as you get it or as soon as you apply it, it starts working. So, for instance, um, trailer skirts. You put skirts on the side of the trailers, you immediately see the impact. You immediately see fuel efficiency. You buy a new truck know, or something like that, or even with computers, you buy a new computer, you immediately see that it's faster. You get a new phone, it's faster. Uh, but you replace software, your battery, things start working better. Yeah, yeah. But software never works like that. You can't just get it. You've got to get it and use it regularly in the way it was designed to be used to get the benefit out of that. And that means that you've got all of this change management to do. That's not unlike the uh, the headaches I was talking about at the beginning of this about our email change, and it happens to us as well. But there's so much of it happening in every industry. Trucking is, is dealing with it now because they've got hardware that really is just a front end for a software system, like all of the dash cams. They, just putting in a dash cam doesn't necessarily help you until you start using it for coaching and all of these other things to really get the most out of it. But you also have to figure out how to help your staff deal with when it doesn't work. Well, so that's all part of it. If is, the camera goes down, if the ELD goes down, yeah. what do you do? What's your process? And that's a, you know, you know what to do when someone's gone to the wrong address. There's a mm-hmm. process for that, but you don't have... You don't have a process for what to do when you're at, you know, you've just been pulled over, you're at the way station, and all of a sudden your ELD device is conked out. Yeah. What happens? And those are the things that now the trucking industry has to start figuring out. Well, there was an article in, I think it was Fortune about six months ago, talking about how everybody is realizing they're a technology company now. Even like traditional yeah. old line industries, clothing manufacturers are putting a whole bunch of money into technology um, and realizing that that's kind of where their future is. Uh, I think there was a, a story about Under Armour investing in mobile app development and tying it into sort of sensors in the clothes or particular types of fabric or something and then have a, a an app that's part of it. And they're saying, well, yeah, we're basically a technology company now. They're not a clothing company anymore. Well, there's a pair of shoes. Is it Adidas? or Nike, who made a pair of shoes that where you tied the laces, like you didn't have to tie the laces. They either tied automatically or you pushed a button or you tightened them. Oh, the auto-tighten ones. Yeah, and that when it went down, like you couldn't tie your shoes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and apparently, like, if they weren't working, you were really screwed, which is kind of like our car. Yeah. Like when the, because our new car has a that big, that big sort of computer in the middle, like a big iPad sitting in the middle. And one that one day you went out and tried to start the car and you couldn't because it was blank and how do you put it in reverse and how do you see anything so yeah our car is a a tesla model 3 and a lot of cars have big dashboard panels like that but the thing about the model 3 is that that's all it has yeah there's there's nothing else on the dashboard everything is on the ipad so yeah i went out one time and got in there and you know you basically to start it you just put your foot on the brake and normally it lights up the stuff and then you're ready to go. But the, the the screen stayed black and I was like, well, now what the hell do I do? And it turns out that the car was actually ready to go. And I, I put it in gear and I was able to move and all of that stuff. And everything's working fine. Just the display wasn't working. So I had to... And the to, display uh, has your speed. It has your controls. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Camera, and you get to rely on a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. So I had to do a, a reset and... Yeah, it was, I don't think, 20 or 30 seconds and it was done. Um, we just had to hold a particular button for uh, 20 seconds and it rebooted it. But uh, Did the control all delete for the car? Basically. But, but it like, was very think weird. about that. You know, 10 years ago, you would never dream of doing that with your car. Yeah. Rebooting your car. Yeah. That's crazy. Nightly updates for your car. Yeah. Wi Fi. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and I knew when we got this thing that we were going to be towards the bleeding edge, not quite the bleeding edge. The first Tesla buyers were the definitely the bleeding edge, but we are closer to it than we have been with other cars and closer to it than we are with other technology. But, yeah, there there are hiccups that happen, and everybody is becoming a technology company now, and you have to have a plan for this, and you have to focus on it. And you also have to manage it so there isn't too much at one time is what we were just talking about in all of the things that we're changing and adding. I've still got five or six major changes on the agenda over the coming months, but we got to give people time to get used yeah. to the current stuff before we change everything else. Yeah. The whole, like the whole project management system that I want to put in, I'm not going to inundate people yeah. with that. Give people a chance to get comfortable. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure it out first. Yeah. So it's... Uh, oh, and we have a new payroll system too. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, that's I'm, the best. I'm sitting on that one for a couple more weeks and then we'll move there. But but one, would they even see anything different? Ideally, no. Ideally, people still just ideally, get paid. This ideally, is why I don't want to take yeah. that chance because sometimes it breaks and you don't want to have too many things breaking and you certainly don't want to have something breaking when it comes to people's pay. Right. That, that is a bit sacros- sacrosanct. Yes. You're not supposed to do Big anything. word of the day. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, other than that, none of the big changes and uh, things moving on, progressing nicely. Um, I uh, have a shout out for the National Recruiting and Retention Symposium. Symposium, yes, happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're going to sell that out. That's, that's our nice. partners at KRTS that are, are putting that on. Um, so that's very good. It's the first time doing it. It's been quite a while since there's been any kind of HR related conference in the trucking industry in the Toronto area. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am unfortunately unable to attend it, but, uh, Courtney is going to be there. Um, so it the should lovely be. Courtney, who is, uh, 
our new partner. Yes, manager. our head of partner relationships, who is doing a fantastic job and uh, is available to go to uh, some of these things when I can't. So she's going to that mm. one. Uh, she's also actually going to TCA safety conference. Um, she's busy year. now. Yeah. Well, because we're booked, we're doing a best fleets half day workshop uh, in Toronto. So we wouldn't be able to attend. Yeah. Um, but we are going to the reefer meeting. And we're going to, yeah. So we're going to go out and some of these things so that we can go to some and other people. Can yeah. Go to others. Yeah. But we can't make it to everything no. all the time anymore. It's, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said, often they're at the same time. So, uh, you, you can't be, you can only be in a few places, even if we separated and went to two different <laughs> events, which we have, which we and, did last and fall. when we did that, look what happened. One of your panelists was deathly ill. Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh, seriously ill. Yeah. Went to the hospital yeah. afterwards and See? still did a kick-ass job. I know. On that That's why she was, uh, she works for her best fleet. They're only the best man. What was funny about that. This was last November when Jane and I went to separate conferences to speak the same week. We still drove down to the airport together, went through <laughs> customs and security <laughs> Um, and then hung just out. Went, hung out and then just went to separate gates. And then on the way back, arrived back at the same time. That's right. Yeah. And drove home. I just had to hang out. I think I had to wait 20 minutes or half an hour or something because your flight was a, a bit behind mine or something like that. But yeah, so we still weren't really that far apart. Well, one of the things that's interesting is that a long time ago, and this was to save money because we were poor at the time, it was, we decided to go to one car and that well, is not entirely and that's that, partially we also weren't using it well yeah but so we were looking for ways to yeah. you know to we were condense trying to, we were the lease was up on a car and we we're thinking about replacing it but it was sitting in our garage all the time not being used so just then, so if anybody is under the impression that we weren't always joined at the hip we have always been joined at the hip to the point where we were like why do we need a second car yeah, yeah. and yeah like when we started the company there's really no reason so we don't, we haven't had, we've had one car for 10 years easily. No, I think it's closer to 15. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Cause it was when that. the kids, well, maybe not 15, maybe like yeah, 12 years or so. Yeah. Cause the kids were small when we had, we were still had two cars and then we got rid of it. Mm-hmm. So wow. yeah. So as far as the kids remember, we've only ever had one car. Yeah. It's funny. I know. And it still sits in the driveway. It's in the garage many days. Most of the time it gets used for driving kids around. I know. And they're teenagers and nobody wants to drive anymore. I don't understand. Yeah, what's wrong with this generation? Drive, people. Our daughter's 16. She hasn't gotten her learners yet. Our son has his G2. And I think his G2. G2, yeah. And he can't be bothered. He would rather us drive him. He'd rather walk or ride his bike. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they would walk across town rather than... I had my, I had my license at, I think I was 17, but I had my, I definitely had my 365, which is what it used to be called. Mm -hmm. The learner's permit used to be called 365 in Ontario. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, the kids don't want to drive, but we're uh, not really encouraging them. Like we don't drive either. It does seem like We encourage them to stay home. Yeah. The future is people doing ride sharing, Mm -hmm. public transit and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they're all for that. Yeah. Our daughter doesn't have a license and not really interested in getting one, but she's all set up on Uber and she uses that. 
Mm-hmm. He's uh, quite happy to use that. So maybe that's the future. Who knows? Well, on that note. Shall we end it? Let's do. All right. Let's Thanks for that. listening, everybody. Have a good day. Bye.